Hey guys, Murray Valeriano, the Road Stories podcast here. Just a couple of dates. Don't breathe into the microphone, dude. Why not? Because it sounds creepy. I'm trying to promote some stuff here. Uh, a couple dates up front. Uh, La Jolla, San Diego, coming back to you. Comics on Safari, May 19th. May 19th. Uh, I got a special uh, discount ticket for you guys. Um, go to La Jolla Comedy Store website. Go to calendar. Go to May 19th. Click on Comics on Safari. It's a special event, but... I have a promo code, so when you go to checkout, put in promo code SURF, S-U-R-F, in all caps, and that'll get you two for ten bucks, I believe, two for ten bucks. That'll be two for ten bucks. And for every four tickets you buy, you get two free. So two couples, you say you want to go out on a double date type night, then uh, all of a sudden, bang, you get two free tickets. So then you got to find a third couple, then it's an orgy. No, it's just a night, a good night out on town. La Jolla Comedy Store, May 19th, special promo for Road Stories listeners, Surf, S-U-R-F. Come on out, it's a good time. We've got a new sponsor. Got a new sponsor for the show. Uh, Volcom is now going to do some giveaways from Volcom. We had Quicksilver. It's Volcom. What did I say? Volcom. You said Vulcan. No, I didn't. You said Volcom. Did I say Volcom, Jimmy? You said Volcom. Com. I hate Vol- both Vol- of you. Vulcan. <laughs> See, <laughs> no, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. You're not a skater. See? All right, whatever. John Vargas here. Um, I'm a surfer. So Volcom is big in surfing. Yeah, evidently not as big as you thought because you can't even say their name right. Well, I just got him as a sponsor. I'm just getting over the. <laughs> it's I, Volcom, guys. I, Volcom. It's if Volcom. You're we all know Volcom. You make quality stuff. I'm just getting over uh, Quicksilver going Chapter Eleven. That's I'm still. R- yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> Rest in peace, Quicksilver. Yeah, wow. I was <laughs> the biggest surf apparel yeah. company in the world. I was, I was telling him, I was in Montana and I saw people wearing Quicksilver and somehow wow. they drove it into the well, ground. I remember in, in high school, like that was like the shit to wear. Yeah, yeah. Quicksilver stuff. And yeah, yeah it was, I, we couldn't afford it, but it was cool to watch people wear it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how you drive a uh, the world's largest surf apparel company into the ground, but you probably start with uh, surfers. giving a bunch of free stuff to comedians. <laughs> Surfer, surfers and comics, not really known for their business aptitude. Yeah, really. But we welcome Volcom to the Comics on Safari tour, and uh, looking forward to see you guys in La Jolla. And then uh, Purple Onion in June, June 2nd, me and Tim Lee are co-headlining up in San Francisco. Um Check out my Facebook page and the Road Stories page and uh, the Purple Onion at Kellis, I think, is the website. Uh, go there for tickets. Uh, I don't have a promo code for you guys yet, but uh, I say come out anyway. I say uh, I'm looking forward to meeting uh, Road Stories listeners and Rock Solid listeners up there in the north. Looking forward to seeing old friends and and, and, and listeners. Um, so come in. Who doesn't like a good night in San Francisco? Come in from Sacramento. Come in from Oaktown. Come in from... Uh, Mill Valley, maybe? Is that is that in Northern California? Uh, that was in Back to the Future, wasn't it? Mill Valley? Yeah. Okay, come in sure. come in from Mill Valley. Drive your Lamborg- uh, DeLorean. DeLorean. DeLorean, I know. <laughs> um, did I mention it's really early that we're recording today? So, uh, Purple Onion, June 2nd. Me and Tim Lee co-headlining. Look forward to seeing you guys up there, and I'll see you guys in San Diego. You want to know about life on the road? 
It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. And blacklists, bounce checks, great, a bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Where are you from, John? I'm from LA. I'm one of the few uh, oh, okay. comics. He's an anchor actors. baby. It's true. Oh, he's yeah. an anchor baby. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he's, he's very proud of that. Very proud. He's, of uh, Mexican. He's of Mexican illegality. Yep. Mom and dad are uh, are uh, illegal. Were mom's good now. Dad's because you had a baby. But, uh, no, not because of that. That was years ago. Yeah, but what? Oh no, you're legal. She's still illegal. No, no, she's good. She's got her card and everything. Oh, she does. Oh yeah. She pay a guy off. I'm not saying anything about that. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in the Road Stories Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of All Things Comedy. Uh, go to allthingscomedy.com. Check out the awesome shows. Jimmy, what's going on at All Things Comedy this week? Anything? Engineer Jimmy on the on the board. Oh, uh, you got me on the spot. Uh, yeah, like I do every time. I would say uh, go to allthingscomedy.com for all the all things comedy related information. <laughs> Great. Let's not put Jimmy on the promo. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, I think it's all things comedy dot, uh, TV. Yeah, um, excited to be here today. Excited to be on the road stories podcast, sitting in the co-host seat today. Uh, the anchor baby himself, John Vargas. Also token skater on a couple of the comics on safari shows. Yeah. Token. Token uh, skater. I like to be the, the token skater, sometimes token Mexican, uh, token black guy once in a while. <laughs> oh, really? Good well, you. you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of white comedy in L.A. <laughs> so he's close enough. He's brownish, so let's put him on the show. That's never happened. Uh, but I'll take a show if you want to book me that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll introduce you to my family in uh, Tennessee, and you can be the token black guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's sort of black. Um, I dated a girl who was uh, oh, one of the... Young MC, this is way after the prime. It was either Young MC backup dancer. <laughs> while you're dating yourself. <laughs> no, this is way after after the prime of Young MC. Or maybe it was Hammer. Might have been Hammer. And she was black. And I called my mom, who was back home in Tennessee visiting. And I was talking to my cousin. She's like, so you got a girlfriend? I'm like, yeah, her name's Alicia or whatever. She's a backup dancer for Hammer. She's like, oh, is she black? <laughs> Here's your mom. <laughs> like, like, I never, she was like, oh, crap, click. And hung up. Yes, it's nice to see racism is still alive and well. This was 2000, in 2000. Well, um, yeah, it's alive and well in 2016. Yeah, but my story was from 2000. Yeah. yeah. All right. So today's guest is uh, not only late, but texting on the telephone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I have a lot. But, of, but, I got a lot of fires to put out <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, I get... Every once in a while, I, I rag on comics for being late, and then some woman in England who listens always tells me to get, cut them some slack um, because it's old and it's not funny. And to that woman, uh, I say, fuck you. So um, I'm, I'm giving somebody some shit today. So if you don't like it, turn off the podcast. I, well, you have a legitimate like to, excuse, Jeff Tate. Thanks for coming on today. I would like to say to that lady in, in uh, England, uh, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think if we're late... You should be cut some slack. I think that anytime you have to be anywhere in Los Angeles, you should be given a one-hour window. True, good point. Fr uh, front and back of the start time, because you never have any idea. Sometimes the Uber driver just circles. He's just circling around the block. And like, I don't know why you can't see me. There's you're not a, you're not an easy person to miss. You got a big beard. You know, no, you're, you're and, white and in Glendale. Yeah, odds so. are. 
Odds are, uh, these are the same clothes I'm wearing in my profile pic, too. <laughs> on Uber. Like, I'm not, I don't have a lot of options. It might be a slightly different flannel shirt. Right. <laughs> is that Chew in your pocket? What is that? No. Uh, it's a cliff bar. It's a cliff bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just barely a quarter inch. I'm like, it's a cliff bar. I eat yeah, man. I've been, uh, uh, the, the peanut butter crunch ones, uh-huh. I was on those for a long time. And then I got these, the berry pomegranate chia. So much better. Really? So you're carbo yeah. loading for an Uber ride? What's no, no, I just didn't. I've been I've been running late, and I didn't have a chance to eat. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, and uh, you never know. You gotta. I mean, again, another thing about LA. I have another jacket tied to my waist. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have food in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's like Los Angeles. Like just being, you're just being like thrown to the wolves. Who knows when I'm? Who knows when I get to go back home? Right, right. Or if I get to eat. No, you just always got to be prepared. That's a good point. That's the way it was in New York, too, man. You stuffed a backpack and just set out on your day. I, I, was, had, <clears throat> I was traveling with a jacket because I'm uh, from L.A. and Mexican. Uh-huh. So the temperature changed. Oh, it's three degrees colder. Like, I got to put something on because you're an L.A. weather pussy is what they call them out here. Yeah, but you come and talk to me in summertime when you're hot as fuck. <laughs> oh, it's so hot. It's 90. Relax. It's not that bad. You're basking in a sombrero. I love it. Yeah, it's not that bad. How long have you been in LA, Mark? Oh, uh, like my whole adult life. So I'm, I am, Since a, you were I'm 18? a, yes, I'm a weather child. I, yeah. I'm, yeah, I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else. Where were you, where are you from in I'm originally Tennessee? from Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Final resting place of the king of rock and roll. Sure. And then, um, <laughs> well, we don't know yet where the final resting place. I this assume it's going to be near Minneapolis. No, the king of rock and roll, not the king nah, of fuck. Fuck Elvis. Fuck you. I got into, I got into, I'm not going to go, I'm not going down the fucking fight. I got into fight I'm with, on I'm with Jeff on that one. I think Prince is going to go down, Prince is going to be the next one like Elvis. Yeah. Where there's going to be way? sightings. Oh, yeah? People are going to believe. Yeah. I mean, he's on that level. Right. Uh, since we're recording this, it's not even been 24 hours since Prince died. That's why it's still hot on the topic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was yeah. a big fan. I was a big fan. But, like, Prince transcends uh, genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even art form itself. Like, my parents don't listen to rock and roll, but they know who Prince is. Right. right. I remember, how old are you? Uh, 37. All right, so I'm a little bit older than you. So it's John. Um, but I remember in high school, like, it was like discovering Prince. Like, yeah. you initially, and I was in the 80s, and we had moved to New Jersey by then, so anybody in fucking high heels and, and panties were yeah. like, fag. Yeah, you right. know, but then yeah. I remember that one day where we were like, Oh shit, this guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's a bunch of stoners, long hairs listening to it, and we're like, wow, this guy's really good. Well, thank thank God it's 2016 and we're finally getting to that point where uh it's, it's okay starting, to like a guy in heels. Well, it's starting to be unacceptable to uh to be intolerant. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if Bowie and Prince had died ten years ago, mm-hmm. it would have taken ten more years. Oh, yeah? Bowie and Prince have been making it okay to be weird for the last yeah. 30 fucking years. Oh, for years. sure. Hands down. Definitely. Yeah. And, Agreed. And uh, now it's starting to be mainstream, sort of. Where, like, we were talking about this the other day, where it seems... Like, I don't think the word feminist needs mm-hmm. to be used anymore. I think there should be a word for if you are not... Fe- like, f- like, being a feminist just means not being a dickhead. Right. So there should be a word like it's called, shouldn't, it's called Southern. Yeah, but you shouldn't be you shouldn't have to be like, oh, I'm a feminist. I actually right. like like women. Sure. You should have to be like, no, I'm a dickhead. I don't like women. <laughs> I am a misogynist, sexist dickhead. 
Like they should have to identify like homophobe. Right. Like now there's a word for people who who are homophobic. Like, right. They don't like gay people. They don't tolerate gay people. Uh, they are homophobes. Mm -hmm. But that just used to be the norm. So 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you were like pro-gay or super right. liberal or right. no, you sense. would just be like okay with it. And then the other kids at school would <clears throat> use those words on you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and it's and it shifted, and I hope that it shifts now. That's a good point, and that brings up an interesting point that I've been thinking about lately. Is on, on my last album, which came out a year ago, I have a joke about or a few jokes about if my son was gay, yeah. and and it's not derogatory or anything; it's very positive. But then I remember I was doing it about six months ago, and I thought, wow, you know what? This kind of premise is almost passe. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like mm. it doesn't. It doesn't, it almost doesn't matter, you know, well, it doesn't matter, but it almost is losing its effect because it doesn't matter. It's starting to not matter on a, yeah, on, not, a on a bigger scale. Like, it doesn't no, matter to me if my son's gay, but, you know, I, I write a few jokes about it, get some laughs. Like, it's losing its power and effect, yeah, yeah. I think. Well, like that movie, uh, I Now Pronounce You, Chuck and Larry, uh -huh. that came out less than 10 years ago. And the whole premise of that movie is how hilarious it would be if two dudes got married. Right. Yeah. And... Like, that movie doesn't, like, I don't think that movie gets made now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see it, but I have a feeling it's probably not in a positive light. I just have a feeling it's this standard hacky gay jokes oh, for yeah. 90 minutes. And don't then there bend might over. Be, burr, 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 yeah, yeah. There might be a minute at the end of it where they're like, oh, okay. But I don't know. I think yeah. it is also possible that we kind of live as comics and we kind of live in a bubble where we see all the positivity, but I think that like, if you really kind of look, I mean, you just, you don't even have to look that far right now. What's happening like in North Carolina and they're passing all these laws that are. Yeah. But that's like 51% of the population of North Carolina. Yeah. Like, but it is still it's not happening. Even, the fact that it like, the fact that it is allowed to happen, I think is alarming to say, but I think it's more of a knee jerk thing. And I think that they're going to be shot it down sooner or later. At least. Right. Let's, 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 talk, about, let's talk about the real problems in the world. A vape pen just came out. <laughs> no, no, that was just, that was in my pocket. Is, is that a vape pen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, God damn it, I grabbed the wrong one. Oh, I couldn't tell if that was a vape pen or a, a, a thing to inflate your bicycle tire. No, oh. it's a vape pen, but it's the wrong one. Right. I have I have another one that's full. Oh, the okay. cartridge is full. <laughs> <laughs> I had to switch it off the, this is not the Jimmy Dore show. Let's go off politics. But I had a thing happen to me last weekend I forgot to talk about on the road. Um, um, I'm signing CDs. Flying off the shelf, Jeff. And uh, going through my fourth marker <laughs> off the first show, just signing left and right, getting cramps. And this woman comes up. Uh, by the way, I signed my first set of boobs ever. Signed my first set of boobs. Thank you, Jimmy. Is your wife listening to this? No, no. Okay, but good. I told it's you know, it's stupid. Like I'm really like I'm, I didn't feel them or anything. Someone was like, sign my boob, honey. Can you sign my boobs? I'm like, I'll sign them. So I scribbled. I didn't even write my real name. But uh, she's like, okay, I want to buy a CD. I'm like, great. Who can I sign it to? And I'm signing the CD. And as I sign it, she grabs two CDs and drops them in her purse. <laughs> she shoplifted. She shoplifted me, man. And I went and I saw it. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? You want me to sign those two? She's like, oh no, you're signing this one. I go, yeah, I know you paid for this one. What about those two in your in your purse? She's like, what two in my purse? Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, the two CDs you just dropped it. A line of people are witnessing this. A line of people are witnessing this. Like this. And she's like, oh, I thought I paid for these. And she pulled them out completely wrapped. And put yeah. them I'm like, no, you paid for this one. And I had it back. And she fucking tried to steal two CDs. That is weird. That 
but was she gonna sell CD? mine just, at Amoeba Records? This, this what's what she I'm gonna saying. get for it? Like, yeah, that's my my first reaction was like, well, how much are these, is it worth? Well, I'm selling my CDs for hundred bucks each. I think it's kind of a positive <laughs> thing though, because that means that she's like a broke super fan. Maybe is this uh, the same? This is, this, is, this is the boob lady. This is the same boob. Ah, uh, yeah, it's the same boob lady. I remember. You think uh, so? Yeah. Well, yeah. see, so you can't trust chicks that want you to sign her boobs. Right, and it was creepy because her husband <laughs> wanted me to sign her her boobs too, which was weird. <laughs> Where, I, where the never, hell were you? <laughs> yeah, where were you? Uh, I was in uh, Temecula. Oh, wow, well, yeah. There you yeah, go. Where you, did you go to fight Kobe? What, is that where he's from? No. That oh. was, uh, <laughs> there was this thing a couple of... Uh, never mind. All right. <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with sports. I don't know. No, there was like a Twitter beef like two years ago between a guy who liked Kobe and a guy who didn't. And they were like, oh, let's I go think fight. I remember and, this. Like the guy was like, yeah. fuck you. I'll, let's, let's meet halfway. I'll kick your ass. And the other guy was like, yeah, let's meet in Temecula. <laughs> Temecula. And then, <laughs> then the first guy like actually went there. Oh, really? I was like, where are you at, bitch? <laughs> and the guy was like, uh, I'm still at home, Donnie. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm in New Hampshire. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was, uh, why would hold on? I forgot what I was gonna say. All right, we we're talking about the woman shoplifting my CDs after the show. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never signed boobs. Too, it's, it's too fucking flea market. Boobs? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Hey, it I'm is gonna a buy little... that ottoman, and will you sign my wife's tits? How's that flea market? <laughs> it's a little low rent. I yeah. Think. Oh, definitely. Well, trust yeah. me. Yeah, that's what I meant. I meant like. Uh, like she would, the next thing she would do was go to a flea market. It's like some. The next thing she would do is to try to sell steal, those two steal CDs. my yeah. CDs. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like, she has a booth at a flea market where she sells two of every comic she's ever seen. She tries to sell two of their CDs. It's <laughs> the signing of the boobs. Well, let's be let's be honest. If she sells the two for a dollar each that she sold, she's two dollars up. So anything right. she makes on them is still profit. But she did pay for one. She paid for one, so she's twenty so she's, bucks in the hole. It was you, 10, and then I said, when she tried to lift him, I said 20. No, nah, really? Yeah. <laughs> and you got your first two back? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I got awesome. my 20. Good job. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's quite a sales... Uh... That's quite a sales angle. You, you yeah, maybe you I should. Uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> that is. I think we all wanted to be. I think we all want to be rock stars as comedians. That's what I told Steve Miller when I was talking to him the other day. We <laughs> talked about that last week. Um, what? I talked to Steve Miller for a while last week the- in Temecula. By the way, he asked me to sign his boobs. <laughs> Wait, how much of that is true? The boobs part probably 100%. Isn't. 100% true. Where so did you I'll recap because we talked about this last week. Uh, after the show, Steve Miller was playing in the theater. Side so the sound guy walked me up to the theater and I caught like four of his encore songs and then yeah. went home, went to bed, whatever. Woke up the next morning, ran into him downstairs and talked to him for about 10 minutes. Here in this building? No, in Temecula. Oh, wow. In Temecula. Oh, Make, where you were playing? Yeah, where I was playing. Yeah. Okay. This was two weeks ago, I guess, then now, right? Or was this past weekend? Temecula is pretty magical. Temec- well, did, it's, it's, a, it's surprising. It's a nice, that's one of the nicest casinos I've played. And I've played in Vegas. And that's wait, wait which ni- casino is it? Uh, Pechanga. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I could see that happening in Pechanga. Vegas mm-hmm. is kind of garbage. Oh, uh, yeah, awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, rest in peace, the improv in Vegas. They're closing the improv on May 31st. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. There goes three weeks of work for me. Do you ever play Vegas? No, not anymore. I've well, done it a couple of times. And I just, yeah, I just don't. Like, I hate it. <laughs> well, where'd you play? I played uh, I played a couple of places. I don't remember. I played the Riv. Oh, yeah, that place is a shithole. And it's, it's gone, too. Yeah, I played... Uh, there was one at the Four Queens downtown. Oh, yeah. That oh, one yeah. was all right. Like, I actually liked a, the downtown one That was better. a long, long time ago, right? 
has several years. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, downtown, yeah. I remember downtown that still has a, a almost like a mafia feel to it in a way. I mean, if you get rid of all the fat tourists, but other than it, it does still no, have it that still feel. has that. Yeah, it, I agree. You know, like the MGM and all the the big places. You know, I just don't like it. I feel like the the I feel like Las Vegas is super depressing. Yeah, and I don't like to. I don't like going there. And you have to spend a week there. When yeah, you work it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourteen shows or whatever. It's uh-huh. So Jeez. it's a lot of shows. But uh, a couple of places have really stepped it up, like uh, Brad Garrett's Comedy Club. One show a night. Yeah, where's that at? Uh, M Gym. It's really nice. It's a club devoted to comedy. It's not like, hey, here's comedy, and then next we're right. doing the we're doing the topless NFL show. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, wrap you know? it up. We got them burlesque dancers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And even the Tropicana is stepping it up with the Laugh Factory. Where do you like to play? Where what clubs do I like to or play? Where what general market vicinity? I said market <laughs> like I'm a fucking manager. <laughs> Jeff, we want to get you in the uh, southwest do, market. We I think do we can pretty do really well, well there. And uh, well, I do pretty well in the southwest market. <laughs> uh, I got an eye for this. Uh, northwest, Pacific I like Northwest, Portland and uh, Seattle. I do. I do I love well Portland. there. Those there's uh, some rooms in Oregon, uh, Salem and Eugene and Bend, Oregon. Also that I that I like. That you like? Yeah. Are they Pat Wilson rooms? No. Okay. (laughs) No, I don't work like any of those, any of those names. Yeah. I don't work for any of those people. Okay. Like I don't do any fucking triple run. Oh, well, no. Uh, Yeah, triple just fucks people over. (laughs) His name's Dave Tribble, right? Right, yeah, I think so. Dave Tribble fucks comics over. (laughs) I want to be very clear about this. My name is Jeff Tate. Dave Tribble fucks comics over. Did you get fucked over? No, not me. I won't ever work for him. <laughs> I don't want to work that garbage shit. Plus, I heard uh, I've heard too many stories, and I'm tired of people being like, oh, "I don't like what. What can you really do about it? I don't know what you can do about it, but I know what I can do about it." Nice. Dave Tribble fucks people <laughs> over. If you keep taking his gigs, he'll keep fucking yeah. people over. Right. If we all stop taking his gigs. Right. Dave Tribble can't do anything to any of it. We don't have a union. <laughs> so we might as well band up, you know? I've had plenty of Tribble uh, stories on this show uh, because it's Road Stories, and he books some really sketchy stuff. Um, <laughs> but that's the first time anybody said, fuck Dave Tribble. Yeah, fuck Dave Tribble. He's, he, he'll he'll uh, fuck you over on your hotel. Mm-hmm. He'll fuck you over on uh, pay. Mm-hmm. Double, it's all garbage. Right. Just don't do it. So would you book yourself? Yeah. Marketing? You market yourself and all that shit? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why this is the second time I've said marketing in this 10 year of this fucking show. I do I why. look like I've actually marketed anything? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's wearing a Volcom shirt. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. This is new sponsors for my uh, Comics on Safari show. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, uh, well, I like the Volcom shirts. It's a flannel shirt and the collar keeps its shape. Oh, nice. That's a that's solid. A big thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah a big for deal. sure. 100%. Flannel shirts, most flannel shirts I've gotten over the years, uh, they tend to pancake out yeah. mm-hmm. after a wash or two. Yeah. Agreed. And that's white true. shirts. I don't wear white shirts anymore because You're, you put them on, white button up shirt. Say, you put them on five minutes later, looks like you slept in them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bought those no iron shirts. You ever get those? You don't have to iron them? Yeah. They don't get wrinkled? Ironed it no less than 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Show shirts. Technically, I bought all my shirts are no iron shirts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't remember the last. You can cover it with. Uh, <laughs> you just put a jacket on or whatever, yeah. and you're fine. Yeah. I don't iron. Fuck uh, ironing. Hey, do you still uh, you still work with our friend Jimmy Pardo? Sometimes. Yeah. I haven't. You worked. were working with him for a while, weren't you? 
No. Was I was never like a regular else? dude. Oh, okay. Uh, but I have worked with him before. Oh, all right. In the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like Jimmy. I like Jimmy a lot. Oh, no, we love uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's great. Uh, I met Jimmy 17 years ago. Oh, wow. Hmm. In Dayton, Ohio, like a couple of months after he quit drinking. Uh-huh. And I was wait I was uh waiting tables at the comedy club in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. And that was the third week I was there. And I quit at the end of his week. Because uh the first two weeks was with the Chinaman, the real comic named the Chinaman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does well in the South Market. I need to rebrand myself as the wetback. <laughs> I've been trying to brand you as the anchor baby. Fucking take a hint. <laughs> the Chinaman? The Chinaman and Or Chinaman, I guess. Yeah, there was just one of them. Okay. Uh, (laughs) One is is plenty. Which is ironic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, a hypnotist Uh the first two weeks. And I just cleaned up. I made so much money. Really? And then the Jimmy Pardo week, I didn't make any money. But not because because there wasn't the same number of people there. Because I didn't do anything. Right. I could not stop watching Jimmy. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, The first two weeks, I was like, this job's going to be great. And then I saw Jimmy, and I was like, I, I should quit, because I don't want to have to go to work hoping the comics are terrible <laughs> you know, for me to make any money, because if they're good, I'm not going to make any right. money. Right. <laughs> oh, makes sense. I would figure watching a hypnotist in the Chinaman, it would make you do anything but want to do stand-up comedy. No, it's uh, like I've been working at restaurants a long time, and mm-hmm. to be able to pull that off and uh, you know, pull off an, an entire night in two and a half hours or whatever for a one show night. Right. It seemed like that was great. Mm-hmm. Make more money there than I did at Applebee's when that hypnotist was there. <laughs> and I didn't have to fucking watch the hypnotist. <laughs> but I when Jimmy was there, I couldn't I just couldn't stop watching him. Yeah. Jimmy's great, man. He's a good friend of the show, friend of mine. Uh play poker with him every third every Thursday and one Thursday a month or something. He's a good group. That whole Chicago group is cool. Him, Mike Siegel, Graham Elwood, Pat Francis. That whole Chicago group I like a lot. Jimmy Dore? No. <laughs> Do not like Jimmy Dore. You don't like Jimmy? <laughs> of course I like Jimmy Dore. Come on. What's wrong with Jimmy? I like Jimmy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jimmy. Oh, I never told. I, I, I texted Jimmy this the other day. Um, my the One of the teachers at the preschool found out I was a comedian. And he's like, you know who I like? I'm like, who? Like that Jimmy Dore. I'm like, really? Yeah. Jimmy? Like, I thought he was going to say Chris Rock or something. Yeah. You know, he's like, I like that Jimmy Dore. I listened to him on KPFK. I'm like, all right. So I texted him. Oh, wow. Jimmy so that. there was enough information in his sentence for you to be like, oh, you do, you actually mean Jimmy Dore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't mean Jimmy Pardo. You didn't mean John Dore. Right. You didn't get this wrong somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Jimmy Walker. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Dore. All right, good. So I, you know who I like? That J.J. Dore. <laughs> <laughs> he's dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, that date was that a Joker's? Yeah, I've I've played there years ago. Yeah, years did you open for Jimmy in 1999? No, sadly it was Paulie Shore <laughs> in 99. <laughs> I think it must wow. have been 98 or 99. Well, I was on I, the road with him. I've seen Paulie Shore. If he had been there instead of Pardo, I'd probably still be working there. Yeah, yeah. you would. Trust me. <laughs> I opened I opened for Polly in Omaha a few like a couple years ago. Uh huh. And uh, it was like a split week. I usually headline. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> and he, we went out to lunch on Saturday. You, you and Paul? <clears throat> yeah. And That's the right. lady, uh, the lady that runs that club in Omaha, Colleen, mm-hmm. she couldn't believe it. 
She was like, Polly's never, Polly never talks to the openers. Hmm. Oh, really? He usually brings his own. Right, right. And for some reason, he didn't that week. And every time, because she'd, she'd been running a, a funny bone in Omaha for 20 years yeah. or whatever. And, she, and he's been there once a year. And, and she was like, he just never, like, if it's not his own opener, he just won't even talk. Couldn't huh. believe that we went to lunch. I couldn't believe it. Right, right. Because it's it was so weird. Sure. <laughs> He was wearing a shirt that had his own face on it. He <laughs> <laughs> said, I'm the weasel. Oh, oh it did? Yeah. Oh, man, when I went out, because technically I was writing for him at the time. Who's bragging? Um, not you. I saw the act. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It was completely. Um, and he was running, like, anything. He was running away from the weasel at that. He was trying to get away from it. So did he come back So he's wearing, like, black turtlenecks and smoking cigarettes smoking cigarette. and trying to be real. Full suit. No. <laughs> that, was his, that was his beatnik face. So you would write you would write those jokes, give them to Polly, he'd punch them down, <laughs> take them on the road. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, we wish uh, Polly the best and good luck and God bless him and his family. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, if you just, can't if you can't make it work with all the breaks in show business, then uh, you don't really deserve to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say fuck Paulie Shore. I just want to keep with the uh, sure no the, yeah the general him, him, yeah. him and, and, and David uh, Tribble. Polly, you can get a hold of Dave Tribble at uh, <laughs> Tribble Runs at geocities.com. <laughs> just email him your dates. Just email him and be like, I'm open. And he'll be like, yeah, I don't have anybody booked either. <laughs> Let me tell you this horrible, horrible story about being on the road with a certain comedian who's just named. Um, we spent, we were on a tour bus. We went from Chicago to Tampa or something like that. A different show every night for like six, seven days. And one night, I think it was, might have been there. It might have been a, no, it wasn't. It wasn't there. It was, it was at another place in Ohio. And we got a hotel. And some girl came after the show. And apparently the girl went to the security guy's room and had some fun and then Paul's room and had some fun and then somebody else's room and it went to everybody's room and, and like because we went down for breakfast like hey that girl come by your room last night I'm like no oh, you should have everybody woke up itchy you should have you should have come <laughs> yeah right you should have come out because she was blowing everywhere like okay go down to the bus the tour bus she's still there she gives everybody a hug and a kiss goodbye her mother comes and picks her up with her child. Now, when does the horrible, horrible part start? <laughs> You're a scumbag. <laughs> it started uh, before he started the story. Yeah, the horrible part was he agreed to this tour. Yeah, the horrible part was I needed the money so bad <laughs> and that somehow, I agreed to do this. The horrible part was her childhood, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You notice, you notice it was, she wasn't picked up by her mom and dad. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 No, just no, no, a mom. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, just, I don't, I don't see this star i mean as a comedian i don't see the star value of a comedian like i was hanging out at a party and a friend friend of mine was yeah this is john he's a comedian all right fine and then someone's girlfriend was like uh, is that true are you really a comedian or do you just tell people that who's gonna brag about that like i like i'm not gonna brag about being a you know like to get to impress people i don't know if that's impressive i like comedy i love comedy sure 
but it's not like a hey, I play guitar in a band. Like that's a little more yeah. impressive, a little more respectable. Like, I go I up still... on stage and say terrible things about myself. That, that's not <laughs> that's not something to brag about. Whenever anybody like when I'm on a plane or whatever, like I've finally gotten to the point where I will admit it. Right. But it's it's said in the tone of an apology. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a comedian. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I'll, I will. Like it's been so long since I've done something else that I can't even really. <laughs> right. Like carry on a follow up yeah. or whatever, where I'm just like, I'm a comedian. <laughs> uh, no, I get it. I hear it too. It's, uh, it doesn't sound real or uh, sustainable, but I'm a comedian. So, the uh, the aforementioned Pat Francis and I were at a concert a couple of years ago, and this obnoxious drunk woman was in front of us, and Pat and I were fighting or something, and we we're bitching about how bad the concert was. And she's like, "Why are you guys so sarcastic? Like, who do you think you are?" And Pat goes. He's a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) And then she said, the only terrible response you could ever say to that. And she said, so am I. (laughs) (laughs) That's awful. And that's how you met Kathy Griffin. (laughs) Yes. So then, of course, we had to Google her and everything. And she's, you know. Was she a comedian? No, she's like, you know, a nurse who does an open mic here and there or something uh, like that. Hey, she could be the next Dr. Ken. She could. She could. Was he a nurse? Is that what happened? No, he was a doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I called him Dr. Doctor. Ken. <laughs> Not Nurse Ken. Yeah. Uh, he oh, could, she could be like the next R.N. Ken. Uh, was Nurse Jackie a comedian? Is that what No, Nurse Jackie's a television show. All right, I'm confused. <laughs> Obviously. All right, let's start recording. Dr. Ken <laughs> is really a doctor. Dr. Phil is not a not doctor. Not a doctor. What I'm about sh- Dr. I'm Ross? Shocked. I'm shocked by that. You mean all that advice he gives out is not... Uh, I'm shocked, frankly. I'm not shocked. No, I know he's you're not. Like, but he's like person. literally not a doctor. No, though. he's Like, not. I don't know. Neither is Dr. Oz. Really? Yeah. I have no idea. Dr. Oz is not a doctor. I never. Can't they put, be put in jail for this? I mean, they, they should have No, no, put, because they're on television quotes. programs. I mean, George Clooney didn't go to jail for being a doctor on ER. Right, but, but he's not Dr. George Clooney. No, but he was Dr. Uh, I like that we're going to Jeff is. about the law. <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 aren't we, why aren't we arresting these gentlemen? I, I don't know. Rush Limbaugh's a college dropout. If you, if you, if, if under, uh, if you can say that you're, an entertainer uh-huh yeah you can then do it however you want and call yourself whatever you want and then if people just believe that you're smart or whatever that's their fault right not yours for calling yourself dr phil or whatever rush limbaugh does or, dr rush yeah like they 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 present themselves as if they're not doing entertainment mm-hmm. but then to so that mm-hmm. they don't get in trouble with the law it is you know it is just a radio show making I mean, my point about comedians What's that? <laughs> Anybody can just turn around and call themselves a comedian. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's my dad's a minister, and the two jobs have the same uh, the same way in. Uh like you can take classes if you want, but you don't have to. All mm-hmm. you have to do is tell people you're a minister, mm-hmm. and if enough of them believe you, then you're a minister. Right. That's the same thing with comedy. <laughs> you just if you just start saying you're a comedian, of people and people believe you. You're a comedian. I've been saying right. 10 years and no one believes me yet. We have to be funny. My dad's a minister. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. What does your dad do? Right now? Yeah. He's probably complaining about something. He's old. <laughs> and uh, do I have to get right up on the mic or can I? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, laying down wasn't a good option right there. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way <laughs> to be <where> comfy. <laughs> Maybe you can hold it and just kind of lean. Yeah, back. you can do that. There you, you go. go. Oh yeah. You can do that. See, like you're on stage now. You get like <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the this is the kind of my, I like to use a. Uh, 18 pound microphone on stage <laughs> rested on my sternum right this is heavier than a bowling ball i would it's feel comfortable it's using these are quality mics thank you to all things comedy uh yeah the heavier the the heavier the product the more quality it is that's why ralphie may sells so many tickets <laughs> uh my what? dad my is he still a preacher or minister no he's he's 76 okay. and uh doesn't he like he like he'll like teach a sunday school class or whatever sure. To old other old people, you making that relaxing work over there? You no, not it? yet. Okay. But it's, it's going a little better than before. <laughs> right. okay. Well, because the chair, I can't figure out how to keep the chair from leaning back. Right. Well, I would have had an intern come in and, and hold that mic for you so you could lay down. No, I don't even want to lay down. I'm just tired of having to actively <laughs> lean forward. <laughs> like I have to lock my abs. Right. And I don't know where they are. <laughs> So I'm, I'm spending too much time concentrating on not letting the chair and my body weight just go where it wants to. These mics are like those old-timey radio, big square, yeah. silver ones, the ones like James Hetfield sings into. <laughs> right? Is that his name? Is that what he does? Do you think James is he in a rockabilly band? is an old-time radio guy? <laughs> no, I'm kind of... Or is he, is he, he, does he got a rockabilly band now? Because that's a rockabilly Are you thinking of uh, Garrison Keillor? Yes, yes. I'm sorry, <laughs> James Hetfield. You know he's the lead singer of Metallica. No, I'm not right? thinking of. I'm thinking of James Hetfield. He sings into a big square silver. Can we look look that up, Jimmy? He sings into a big square square old microphone. No, you're talking about those ones that like, uh, like the the cover of the uh, Van Morrison's greatest hits, like from the '40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hetfield sings into one of those. Uh, yeah, but wow. these are not like that. <laughs> They're as heavy as it. Oh yeah, if you're if we're just comparing uh, weight, then yeah. Okay, I probably should have been more specific. With mm-hmm. the weight of these are like the James Hetfield Rockabilly cover of Van Morrison mm-hmm. 1940s microphones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if my if I uh, these are as heavy as a lot of things. I mean, a lot of things <laughs> weigh this much. They're not like it's not like they're prohibitively heavy, and you have to find some super dense metal to cover it i mean i guess you did james hetfield is super dense metal right uh can i get a confirmation on that jimmy you are correct the uh internet says that that is a sure super 55 dynamic microphone oh and who sings into that which heavy metal band uh metallica hi who's mm. the lead singer van morrison uh, james james hetfield and he does look kind of rock lead singer van morrison wait so he sings like he I uses these actual microphones to sing into no, no they're, they're going to be the metal one no it's an old tiny it's mic. that old timey yeah. square mic the yeah. sure old timey square mics all right since we're doing this uh yeah will you look up the cover or the cover of the van morrison greatest hits yeah. <laughs> i believe you uh, guys I, I think i have that, that picture of a microphone like that like the mic that was on conan's desk for a, a while oh i don't know that yeah all right. Was like you, Conan also is a heavy metal singer. Oh, is he? Maybe. There's got to <laughs> be. I thought he was a rockabilly guy. There had to like, have been a band called Conan, but like with a Y or whatever, like <laughs> in, an in um, the early um, 80s. Over yeah. the O's. Yeah, totally. Like right, right after the Barbarian movies yeah, came sure. out. Yeah, for sure, man. Good quality movies. Opening for the <laughs> opening for the Sons of Caius. Yeah. It's just Caius. They were the Sons of Caius for a while, weren't they? Uh, no, the really. Sons of Caius tour now, because Caius is I think it's called too Caius old. Lives. 
No, I was just making a joke about lineage. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, cause, you know, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Caius. And I was like, I don't think that's correct. Cause, and then, like, of course, the joke fucking went over my head because I was it, excited about Caius. It hit a little too close to home. <laughs> it little because I'm like, no, it's your... actually Vista Chino now. Like John Garcia's new band. So uh, I snuck they, in through your blind spot. You did. <laughs> weren't they the sons of Caius though, or something? I think like that? they. I think they originally, but they never recorded under that name. I saw him live when they were the Sons of Caius. No, you didn't. You're in 90, 1990. No, what he did was he was in Temecula, and they were playing they, outside, like they, on the street for quarters. You're not too far from the truth, to be honest with you. Really? I, I know you're making that up, but they're actually that, you're not too far from the truth. They're actually not from far. They're from Indio, which is not too far <laughs> from Temecula. It's like, like, like a half hour away, isn't it? And they used to play uh, in, uh, uh, like... Um, Storm drains, like storm washes, uh-huh. you know? And they would just bring generators because their music's real heavy. And then there would just be all these free shows and people would just come out and then, you know, that's how you'd see Caius. You're somewhat prescient, my friend, because you <laughs> fucking saw the shit out of that. And I'm like, no, that's real. You, did you know this about Caius? Because maybe... No, nah, man, I just read that one Malcolm Gladwell book. <laughs> and now I just, I just trust my instincts. <laughs> just let it go from there. there you ever go. open for bands, Jeff? I have before... Uh, I opened for Shooter Jennings a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you ago. did? Really? A couple of weeks ago? Yeah, the, uh, oh, what the fuck is the name of that? It's a metal bar on Hollywood Boulevard that I think is cl- closed maybe, very like shortly after, like they were about to close or something. Loaded. Jenny. Loaded? Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. It's Loaded. A, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> but it was his album release party uh, for the new Countach record. It's super <laughs> dope. Yeah, yeah, after the Lamborghini. That's no, no, he took uh, oh, what I can never remember the Giorgio uh, Moroder. Yeah, okay, the oh. movie composer. He like okay. repurposed. Uh, he repurposed uh, some of those songs, like the Never Ending Story song. And, nice, really. Yeah, and and turned them into uh, like these outlaw country rock songs. Really? Cool. Yeah. It wow, was that's really, cool. I gotta look into that. It's really fucking good. That's really. How did the audience receive you? Uh. I was told that they all liked me. <laughs> the problem with doing stand-up in that room is it's built to deaden sound because it's right. a metal bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's tall ceilings. Uh, everything is padded. Like, it's it's built to deaden it. Yeah. So when you're just telling jokes into the ether, right? people can laugh or not laugh, and the reaction that I can tell is the same. Right. Yeah. So I'm just, like, watching people... Uh, like, the people that were in the front, the people that I could see were laughing. I could see them laugh. I couldn't really hear them laugh, but I could see them laugh. Right. How much time did you do? Ah, uh, probably, like, right around 30. Oh, that's a long time. Nah. It's a long time for silence. Well, no. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I we just, don't have to argue on every point, Jeff. No, I'm trying to... Uh, Make conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, shooter, shooter wanted me to do thirty, so I did thirty, and I don't, I don't mind. Right. It's not like I've done way more time to way less response. Oh, sure, sure. These people weren't actively trying to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were at least polite about it. <laughs> Have you ever had anything thrown at you on stage? No, no. I That's had, the first uh, no I've ever gotten on that question. I feel like I might look, I, I might look like someone. Who you should not throw things at. 
Oh, yeah. I'll stay. I feel like I get, I feel like, not that I look at it right now, but I feel like I have the same aura. Right. Because I don't, not you two are I don't definitely, get heckled and get fucked with too much. Because you two are definitely t- two tough looking dudes. Yeah, it's right. like, it's like Sons of Anarchy and the Mongols. Mongol. Mongols. 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 Oh no. Is oh. it Mongol? You should edit this part for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Mongols don't, don't they, they don't fuck around. Oh, do, one of the <laughs> one of the girls at the uh, comedy club at the Ice House. Mm. Her daughter, her dad was high up in the Mongols or Mongols. Mongol, like Mon- Mongolia. Mongols. Not they're not dogs. And used to drop her off on his bike. Is that a motorcycle outfit? Yeah. Yeah. They're like they're the somewhat Latin version of uh, Hell's Angels. Oh, but apparently they, a lot they more badass. They started because the Hell, Hell's Angels were like, we don't want no Mexicans. Yeah, the Hell's Angels so, are racist. I don't know if anybody knows that. So the Mongols uh, started up. Or were. They're also like murderers, some of them. And... As are the Mongols. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't. I mean, you said there was a Mexican motorcycle gang. I feel like it didn't need to be said. No, that, that, <laughs> that goes without saying. I, I, I've, I, I inferred a... that from the information given. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I've killed three or four people this morning. What? No wonder so, no one throws. killed three or four jokes. Now that you mention it, I have, like, I've never had anything thrown at me on stage uh, out of anger. Uh-huh. Like, I do remember now that, like, it was, like, New Year's Eve or something a long time ago after the shows were over in Cincinnati. They do this thing where they kind of drag the night out another hour <laughs> where they give away everything that has been sent to the club by any, like, movies and stuff. They send that mm. a bunch oh, of dumb oh, shit, right. T-shirts yeah, sure. and beer koozies and whatever, and you end up with the whole box full of things with hall pass in the army now with Polly Shore. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't know how long. I have not been doing comedy that long. I don't. I think that's the only movie I know he did. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> he's done a few more. Son-in-law. Really? He's Cena done a lot of terrible things. Okay. Uh, but that, like, I remember there was a box of hall pass T-shirts and little duffel bags and shit. And then at the end of the New Year's Eve show, after the countdown and everything, they do like a joke off. With the audience, like if you want to tell a joke, you come mm-hmm. up and you tell a joke, and then you get a prize from the thing, and that's how they get rid of all that shit. Mm. And so I had to do that a bunch of years in a row because it, <laughs> it happens to be one of those things that uh, I hate doing, right? But I'm actually pretty good at, yes, uh, hosting those things and yes. keeping them moving. And they, uh, I mean, it, it got it got a lot better once uh, after the set, like the, after the first year when I got a second mic up there, so I could have one when they were doing it, and I can stop them if they're getting racist or whatever (laughs) (laughs) and during that uh i think my brother threw a snowball at me (laughs) snowball yeah but i caught it with my like out of the it was like the matrix or whatever because it just came out from under the lights right i didn't see him throw it i just saw it and i just caught like i just knocked it down with my hand that's That's the only time i've ever had anything thrown at me but it was my brother and it was for fun (laughs) <laughs> not for, not out of anger. Brothers. Have you ever anything like thrown at you, John? Uh, someone threw out an offer of a blowjob. I had a guy in Houston threaten to murder me. <laughs> we'll take, oh, I've gotten that. We'll take that. <laughs> I guess technically the threat, like, I guess he was technically going to throw a bullet at me, like, fast. Like, as fast as bullets go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with any help from a gun or just... No, with, with a, a gun. Just chuck okay. it. With a gun. He was a real... Uh, um reactionary fella <laughs> why did he threaten to kill you another person was heckling or talking loud or whatever and i just kind of implored them to stop because mm. 
I didn't really, you know, just that whole, like, I don't really want to be here. This is not yeah. where I'm from. I'm doing work. Like, yeah. it is almost, it is virtually impossible for me to ruin your night as badly as you're ruining mine. Right. And I said, like, in that exchange, I said that I was from Cincinnati, not Houston, just because it's true. Mm-hmm. And then a lady on the other side of the room just yells out, fuck Cincinnati, Houston. Yeah, Houston's the best. And I was like, I don't even know how to respond to that. There's no rivalry there. Yeah, there's no rivalry there. <laughs> it's but it's a sports rivalry. Is there, is there a big... Is I there don't a, think so. No. No, not even that. Uh, the Astros switched leagues and the Texans beat the Bengals two years in a row in the playoffs. So I really don't even think that's a rivalry. Yeah. Okay. No. no. But they... She was just... It had. No, it, I could have said anything except yeah. Houston and she would have done that. Sure. Of course. And I'm not like, defending you know, this woman. No, I know. I, but I was like, you know that the reason why you like Houston the best is the same reason I like Cincinnati the best. Like that, like we have that in common. You're focusing on the fact that they're different towns, but right. we're just from different towns. So sure. I like the place I'm from too. And then her response to that was, fuck Cincinnati, Houston is better. <laughs> and I was I like, like, this is, this is like, you're not brilliant. even listening. <laughs> I love you just broke, you broke it down. To the bear, like this is why this is happening. Yeah, I don't even, uh, I don't even try to fucking like when hecklers or whatever they start heckling. I don't even try to heckle back or whatever no. or try to burn yeah. them. Like if they like, I will just let it grind the show to a halt. Really? Yeah, just because that's the you know because if you make it funny, which I did for years, sure you rag on them or fu- bag on them and then fucking cut them down and then everyone's like, oh, that was great. Uh, but if you just let it grind to a halt and just be like, no, this fuck, this is what this is what happens when you do this. Yeah, oh, it fucking stops the show, and it's your fault. It makes them feel like they did something good too. Like if you if you joke with them. Oh yeah. You know, they, oh yeah. Just trying to help. Yeah, just trying to help that. And then but, and then, but the audience buys into that. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm laughing at him making. No, 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 no. Shut this. Shut and then the fuck up. After the show, whenever somebody is like, oh. Oh, I love the show. My favorite part was when you whatever. Like, yeah. come on. I spent no. a long no. time writing these other jokes. Yeah. And the two minutes where this fucking asshole yells at me and I yell back, that's your favorite part? So I just stopped uh, giving that to him. Yeah. So now when I get heckled, I'll just like, kind of briefly, mildly explain why that yeah. doesn't make sense or even give them a chance mm-hmm. but i let it bring everything to a halt so that it gets very uncomfortable <laughs> and the audience knows why right it was going yeah it was building there was momentum and now there isn't and the only difference is this person started talking oh that's interesting man i gotta try that and so i made that person like she got after she said fuck cincinnati the second time i was like well i don't even know what to i don't even know what to do with that and then the guy she was with was like uh, he just stood up and goes, "You're all done, bro. <laughs> You're all done." He starts doing this. You're all done. Oh uh, shit! He made the gun sa- yeah. signal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "He goes. You need to watch your mouth, bro. You're all done. I'm gonna come back. You're all done." And he kept doing that, and I was like, "Are you gonna shoot me? What are you talking yeah. about?" And he was like, "You're all done." And I go, "Do it then. One or the other. Leave." Or shoot me. Because <laughs> this, I'm not going to let this take longer. Right, right. This is fucking stupid. Shoot me or leave. Thinking that like, there's like one outcome that is not great. Right. And that's the one where I die from the one time he shoots at me. Right. Anything other than death that comes out of that would be pretty rad. 
Right. Right? Because if he leaves, then that's cool. Mm -hmm. If he shoots at me and doesn't hit me, that's like that's like a best case scenario. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. But if he shoots me and hits me, but I don't die, like if he shoots at me and I don't die, I'm the most famous comic in the world for the next <laughs> year. For yeah, sure. right. If he shoots me, if he shoots at me and I do die, I'm the most famous comic in the world for two or three years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if he leaves, I get to finish his show. Right. So those were the outcomes. And I was I had reached a point where I was fine with any of them. <laughs> so what happened? Did he leave? Yeah, he left. <laughs> Fucking coward. He didn't even bring his gun. Went back. He probably had his gun, man. This, yeah. The club I did in Houston was in South Houston. Oh, is like, that the? Uh, it's like super gangbangy. Yeah. What's that one called? The joke joint. It yeah. used to be uh, uh what the fuck? The la laugh stop or something or right. laugh spot. One of those. Dave. It used to be Dave Martinez Club. Okay. And I just had a friend get back from there, and I'm like, "How was it?" He's like, "It was awful." Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. That's every. Whenever I hear anybody come back from the joke, it was awful. Well, and it's and it's uh like they're trying because the people that own the joke joint in St. Paul uh -huh. are the same. It's the same people, and they're great. The joke joint in St. Paul is great, and the the club itself and the way it's run is not bad. Right. Like they they run it the same as they run the St. Paul club. They're good people. They deserve a better crowd. Right. So the it's people, the clientele. Yeah, yeah. It's the clientele, and I think it's from the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. right. Like it's very uh, it's very like, just such like Mexican gangbangers like. <clears throat> There's one in the room. No, there isn't. Where? He doesn't have his button. His, his top button's not buttoned. <laughs> it's a little warm. <laughs> I feel like I've uh, I feel like I've seen enough uh, movies and real life uh, gangbangers to know that they they're not really concerned about the weather when they button that I top my, button. Uh, I think honestly, I think my English is a little too good to be considered a gangster of any sort. Yeah, John, you still look really gangster because he used to shave his head. I, yeah, I'm gonna go back to that. I'm, I'm not are? getting. I'm not getting as many auditions as I used to. Right now, now he <laughs> really grew his, he grew his hair <laughs> That's out. True. That's true. <laughs> my agent now you my, just look like a dude. My agent's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll rep you either way. But you know, <laughs> but I mean, whatever you want to do, it's, it's up to you. Have you thought about neck tattoos? <sighs> that's that's like the next thing your agent will no, say. No. Well, you oh, got I, tattoos on your torso and for, and arms. Yeah, that's true. I can't hide. Yeah, them. but your tattoos on your arms aren't menacing enough. There's I don't know. Fucking, I have bullets. There's a fucking snake and bullets. I have bullets and guns, <laughs> and a frozen heart, and movie reels, because none of, none of it makes sense anymore. Because <laughs> he went to the Latin King's School of Filmmaking. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's a quality school. Uh, Where would you study film? 18th Street. <laughs> It's a, it's a local LA there's gang. No, there's no Latin Kings in Los Angeles. Where are they? Uh, I believe that's Midwest Chicago. Really? There's no Latin Kings out here? I don't think so. It's 18th Street? Is the big 18th one there? 18th is big. Uh, MS, which is mostly uh, Central American. And who are the LA Kings? Uh, I think they play MS, some kind I of think a sports game. Oh, okay. They're the hockey team. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> MS, I think uh, one of my cousins has MS. Mara Salvatrucha. What? What? Mara Salvatrucha. No, I thought, wait. Or metal Salvadorians, because they do look like Isn't metal it? guys that are really into Looks like Salvadorians. So it's not like muscular dystrophy? Uh, multiple sclerosis. Multiple, multiple sclerosis? <laughs> uh, some of them might have it. Yeah, that's what I actually, there's not any. <laughs> there's not any insurance in gangs. I think there's still like, there. I feel like, a, like I don't want to be, I don't want to be rude, but I feel like a gang of people with MS 
are, are less scary than <laughs> I think there's guys. I think there's I think there's 13 of them that have uh, MS since the number 13 that's always after comes after MS yeah because the 13 is the 13th letter which is M, M for Mexican mafia for murder oh Mexican mafia <laughs> it's, it's true it's Mexican mafia actually and then north of I believe Bakersfield it's uh, N for Norteños so everything up there is whatever N or 14 not 13 Oh, NS14. No, it would be still be MS if there was an MS, but it would be MS14. MS14. Yeah. Because N. Which one of these gangs do you think is going to shoot us after the show for shitting on three of like the harshest gangs? I, I don't know. I think they're going to be stoked. that. Uh, you guys I don't know if they, like, if they don't realize that this, that this is Dave Tribble talking. <laughs> <laughs> and Polly Shore. Yeah. I don't see uh, what the problem is. We're, we're, uh, uh, weasel. Weasel. I tell you what, man. The, I, the, it was the first time I ever heard of the Mongols, right? The Mongols? Yeah. was, And nobody... We're all going to die, by the way. <laughs> really? Oh, because they're, they're active. And no, no, no. They're no. active. No, well, nobody... This girl... You've never was, heard of the Mongols? You ever not, heard of Genghis Khan? Well, no. I've heard of the Mongols and Genghis Khan. I never heard of this, the bike gang, the Mongols, until I worked at this club, and the daughter, that, who I mentioned earlier, who was smoking hot, nobody ever hit on her, because her dad would drop her off on his Harley every day. Yeah. And he had his bottom rocker. I don't what? know what that is. <laughs> it's a, the patch on the bottom of their vest. I feel like you are you might not be in a gang, but you have done some, you've been embedded. You've done some research. <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've done some, uh, some, some nefarious things, some things I'm not necessarily proud of, some things I'm very proud of. Most of <laughs> all of which are illegal. So. <laughs> the most, the most thing he's not proud of is his last set here in town. No, yeah, that was pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where was that? Uh, I was at a, it was a little bar, Little Joy in Echo Park. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, there was very little joy that night. There was, especially when I got on stage. <laughs> that's a that's a good room though. Little, it yeah. is a good room. I usually do well, but. Uh, they had a lot of things going against us, for one thing. I think the Doyers were playing, and then I think it was the same night as the um, uh, debate, Sanders mm -hmm. and Clinton. So, But it just seemed like they were like, ah, I guess I'll watch comedy. I'm not really, you know, and it, yeah. it just, you know. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, it was probably me. You know, it was probably, I just had utter d disdain of d just driving into the gentrified, you know, Echo Park area, which used to be, you know, nice working class. And every time I drive into Echo Park, I just go, fuck, man. Like, you guys have just homogenized this whole area, you know? And it bums me out. Right. I remember There's a lot Echo of gentrification Park. going on the east side of uh, Los Angeles yeah. these days, and it's pissing locals off. But it's, uh, but not to diss the show. This show is a good show. It's a, it's a good show, and there's good kids there. Yeah. So, yeah. but I have problems. <laughs> was it last night? No, it was last Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. What's this tour you do with uh, your uh, that girl? I was skimming your uh, uh, webpage today. Oh, I was. That tour is over. Is that tour over? Yeah, yeah. We did all the dates that are on the poster, uh -huh. and we're done. <laughs> uh, no room she, on the poster to add another date? What's her name? Her name's Emma Arnold. Okay. Uh, she's from Boise. She is super, super hilarious. Right on. And if you want terrible road stories, she has, uh, like, I don't know why you would want I'm a white guy. <laughs> I don't have terrible roads. My terrible road stories are I got too drunk. You almost got shot at. Yeah, whatever. I'm mouthy. Uh, <laughs> right? I should have been more respectful and known my place. I kind of, de <laughs> I kind of deserved it. Uh, 
But Am, Emma's got some of the worst, like just right. awful fucking creeps and whatever. Like, yeah. oh sure, I bet they get creeped on. How long did you guys go together for, or run together for? Uh, since September. No, like we started, we started that tour. That tour went from September to the end of January, uh-huh. technically. And then we've done stuff since then too. Oh, like, that's cool. was there a theme to that, or just like two funny comics heading out? It was just the the two of us. That's sweet. That's going out, we uh, we met. At the Limestone Comedy Festival last June, mm-hmm. in the back of a bar on a Friday on a Friday night of the festival, when everyone else there was either hammered and mm-hmm. our age, or in their <laughs> mid twenties and on mushrooms. Oh, nice! Yeah, <laughs> and so it was the two of us in the back, and we're just like, "This is kind of brutal." And then, and then she just goes, "You want to watch Chopped?" I was like, yeah, I'd fucking rather watch Chop <laughs> than hang out in this disaster. So we uh, we went, we went, watched Chopped, uh, hit it off, talked, realized we uh, had similar travel uh, expectations. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I didn't want to keep doing clubs. Uh, I didn't want to keep doing. I didn't want to do things without, like, on my own. Right. Like, I didn't want to just go somewhere and hope that the middle was good. Sure. Mm. Or whatever, she kept doing a bunch of shitty gigs where the sound guy would be super creepy and right. the green room would be full of fucking dickheads and whatever. Yeah. And so we just kind of realized that like all the things she wanted out of touring, but like I could co- I could fill in the gaps of what uh made it bad and she could fill in the gaps of what made it bad for me. Like right. to have someone to eat lunch with and to also have someone around who where the sound guy's like, nah, I probably better, probably better be a little nicer. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> that fucking maniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they walked in together. That guy yeah. might. Right. Oh, smart. Yeah. That's what my goal is for two, and has been for 2016. Is just get rid of the middleman. Just get rid. Like you said, just show up at a club and then have to deal with. Well, right now, what name? What town do you want to go to the most? Now, like, is there a town that you haven't been to, or a place that you a place that you just want to go? Like, do you want to go to Memphis? I don't want to go to Memphis. I think right now only because I have a couple friends down there. I'd like to go to Houston. Houston? Yeah. All right. Well, this is a podcast, man. Just say it. I want to go to Houston. <laughs> People in Houston that are listening, find Murray a venue and tweet at him or email him and set that shit up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very easy. I can give you an email address for a guy that'll set you up in a one-off in Houston. Oh, that's sweet. You know what? I don't do that more because that's how I got San Francisco. I got a call for Hawaii. Yeah. I just, I put it out there and people are like, yeah, man, we'd love to have you in. And we got a venue here. And, and Yeah, you just do it. I need to do uh, Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire in June. So uh, hit me up. Awesome. If you listen, find me. Hell, I need a gig <laughs> May 1st in the San Francisco area because I have a down night. I'm doing the Throckmorton. Yeah. And then I'm doing the Purple Onion and then I'm heading over to Sacramento. So the I Purple Onion? Yeah. That, wait, that's not there anymore. They moved it. Oh, there's a place that's there's a place that's still called the Purple Onion. I think so. Okay, because I do uh, when I go there, I do Doc's Lab. Yeah, we're which doing that. Was l- the Purple? Yeah, Onion, we're doing that later on this year. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So you just need a spot in San Francisco. I need a on spot May on 1st. Wednesday, Wednesday, May first. All right, Santa Cruz. Those dudes in Santa Cruz. So how far is Santa Cruz from San Francisco? Forty five minutes. Oh, really? Maybe an hour. All right. There's a there's a dope spot called Mo's Alley that I did last fall. That's yeah. fucking super rad. All right. Santa like Cruz it. is the place to go, man. Yeah. You yeah, think yeah, I'd go up there more? Well, 
if you have an off night, you do a show in Santa Cruz, you could at least break even yeah. and spend the day in Santa Cruz oh, on yeah. the beach. Yeah, Santa Cruz is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That was my wife's my first and Throckmorton, night date. Uh, Throckmorton will pay for that whole trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that place is awesome. Play it. No, I'm stoked to do Throckmorton. That's going to be great. All right. Before we get out of here, I have, I, um, recently I started, uh, I did a episode where listeners tweeted in questions and it was a hit. And I ran into a listener a couple of weeks ago, Eric, who said, Hey, you have to ask this question after every episode. Um, because he thought it was great. So Eric, here we go. We're starting it for the first time this week. Uh, we'll start with John. Uh, John, when was the first time you remember making somebody laugh? Whether it be in school or on stage, or are you looking for that on first know. laugh on stage? I, I, think I, I think I blacked out most of my childhood. Um, <laughs> and was it in, uh, it was was it in Mexican? Time. Did you say it in Mexican? Uh, I believe the language that Mexicans speak is Spanish. Oh, okay. But the language that... The language that he's referring to as Mexican is what they speak in Sublime songs. <laughs> <laughs> and which I don't think any of those guys are Mexican. No, 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 no. But no. they're... Uh, I, Jesus, man. I mean, I'd have to go... <sighs> elementary school, for sure. Right. Like, uh, I was... I mean, I grew up... I mean, yeah, I'm Mexican and everything, but I did grow up around mostly white kids. Mm -hmm. And, like, that was already weird because my name at the time was Juan. So everybody's you like, you change it to John, you sell out. Dude, you be a Mexican among white kids that fucking are ruthless, cruel little bastards. And they go, one, two, three, all day long. Fuck you. You're going to change your name at six years old, too. Don't come at me His like that. I was a Murray. His name's Murray. Uh, how do you say your <laughs> last name? Valeriano. Murray against Valeriano. Of, but that's a white name among white kids. Come on. Murray Valeriano in Memphis, Tennessee is the most ethnic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not helped. ethnic at all when you think about it. But, yeah, uh, but you're imagining that they're thinking about it. <laughs> they're not. That you dumb wop, you Villariano. killed Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you that's did the both. dirty little secret. It was the Italian. <laughs> because because you're the Italian and the Jew with the Jewish first yeah, name. Yeah. So really, you're kind of a horrible. Oh, I'm still getting my ass shit. kicked for killing Jesus because the Romans actually did it, not the Jews. Yeah, so true. they're kind of right. Yeah, yeah. But oh. in answer to your question, I mean, yeah, it would have been elementary school, and that was how I dealt with uh, white kids fucking with me. Do you have anything in particular? Dude, uh, if, if you, you gave me some specifics? time. Yeah, I know. I, just, <laughs> I can't remember. I made people laugh last night, and I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what I did. All right, this is successful out of the gate. This is the first <laughs> Mine would be, mine would also be, uh, like, I, I learned to do it because we moved, like, every yeah. 15 months, yeah. which me meant too, that it right? wasn't yeah. even... It wasn't even like, I wouldn't even start the school year at a new school most of the time. It would be middle of a school year. Right. And so it was just like the only way to fucking do anything. Sure. Like it was just like a desperation. Like if I can make people laugh. And I don't know, like I, I don't know when it was a like conscious. It probably wasn't until high school that it was conscious where I was like, right. oh, I can like, I can make people laugh. Like yeah. I had no confidence in it until then, but. <laughs> I remember calling a kid, his, name, his last name was Kester, he came into the classroom and I just kind of quiet, everybody was quiet and I said, I go, I just went, Kester the molester. And everyone just started laughing. And that poor guy's on a podcast somewhere right now. It's you. <laughs> Kester, you Italian Jesus killing molester. 
All right. Well, that was a successful uh, thing we might not ever do again. We don't Thanks, have Eric. memories, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of why we do comedy, I think, is to erase memories. I don't know. Eric was a listener. He liked that question. I thought I'd ask it for Eric. We support the listeners here. That's, that's yeah, what I we feel, do. That's I like, mean, it is a good question, but... Uh, prep time. Yeah, you should... You should uh, <laughs> well, I just did a podcast a couple of days ago in San yeah. Francisco where the question it was there was four or five comics... At the same time, it was like there was that show called the there's that show called the Guest List mm-hmm. on CISO. Right. Uh. That uh and so they had all the comics that were on that show sit around a table and the question they asked us was uh tell us a secret that you've never told anybody. And it's like <laughs> that is a great question to ask just regular people. Right. <laughs> but we're comics. So yeah. if we have a secret we haven't told anybody, it's because it isn't funny yet. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're at, like you want us to be funny and entertaining because that's what we are, and yet you're you're hamstringing us to. I have any secret that I have, I have tried to make funny, right. and the yeah. ones I can, yeah. I have done already, and the ones I can't, I had to I had to remain had to a secret. Si- I had to cycle through those secrets to find something to say. Right. Yeah, that's a terrible question. Yeah, so you just end up looking like an asshole or boring. (laughs) I'm waiting for the statute of limitations to give up on a couple of them before I say them. Yeah. (laughs) You should call Stanhope's lawyer. (laughs) He's the only comic I've ever even heard of that had to run bits by his lawyer (laughs) to find out when he could do them on stage. That's fucking great. When was the last time you seen Doug? Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, his big Super Bowl party? Yeah, yeah. Is he still doing that? Uh, it's a little, I don't know, it's, it's a little more tame now. Cause okay. It's, uh, Somebody got in trouble there a couple of years ago, didn't they? I don't know if anybody got in trouble. Something happened. Brendan, uh, Brendan Walsh snapped at the desert party, but they don't do the Death Valley parties anymore. Oh, okay. Maybe I think of the D- Death Valley party. Uh, but they, uh, yeah, we did a, he did a big show at the theater in Bisbee with, uh, uh, me and Emma were on it. And, okay. And, uh, Brett Erickson. Mm-hmm. Christine Levine and Junior Stopka and Doug hosted. Okay. Hmm. That was a Saturday before the Super Bowl. All so right. we went down and spent a couple of days in Bisbee. Okay, cool. I like I like going there. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 great. It's a great place to relax. Sure. He's got a nice, real nice setup. Yeah. I like Doug. Doug's I've been a fan of Doug's for a long time since he was out here. So I've yet to have Doug on the show. I'll get to him though. I'll get to him one day when I'm on the road. Yeah, yeah. When you, he doesn't uh, blow through town here much. No, no. When he does, it's like it's like for a week, and you got to pull him out of fucking Johnny Depp's house to. Yeah, like, exactly. He's not going <laughs> to leave Johnny Depp's house yeah. to come here. And he's also not going to give you Johnny Depp's address to go to him. <laughs> Your best bet is to do Tucson. Right. Yeah, yeah and definitely. And drive 90 minutes to Bisbee. Throw my equipment in the back and throw the studio in the I back. I don't even of my think car. you would need your equipment, man. He's got his own studio. Oh, that's set true. Up that's right. There, of course. So you could just take a SIM card. <laughs> Jimmy? Yeah. Load up the car. <laughs> <laughs> with sim card yeah. <laughs> alright Jeff man I know uh, I tried to get you on a couple times but, and I know you're busy when you're in town here so I appreciate you coming down dude no I appreciate it I almost feel like I should explain myself for being late two things have happened to me okay one I was driving my uh, my friend Ryan I stay with him in Glendale when I come to town and he's on the road so I've been driving Ryan his who? Co- Ryan Singer oh yeah and uh, we started together and sure Ohio fucking 13, 14 years ago. And I was driving his car, and then I took an Uber to my show last night, and I I think I left his keys in that Uber. Oh, oh Jesus. I did that last week. So I'm kind of fucked right now. Sure, yeah. 
And of course, because I'm a fucking Charlie Brown this week for some reason, uh, it's it's already got it got a street sweeping ticket today. Oh, oh, no. oh man! <laughs> and and I, I woke up I woke up super late because when I get I got off an airplane yesterday, and for some reason when I go to airplane mode, oh no, it's when I go in and out of airplane mode. Sometimes it'll latch onto a different time zone that right. oh right I'm I want to talk about that yeah yeah it's super weird it's been uh, it's been doing that to me for the last like three or four months and I put it on airplane mode last night at the show mm-hmm. and when I took it off airplane mode I guess it didn't I guess it latched onto the wrong one and I just didn't notice it didn't switch time zones didn't switch time zones so when my alarm went off at nine it was not actually nine <laughs> <sighs> So that is why I say you're the only comic who gets in a, a pass for being late because that's a that's a that's a road comic uh, situation. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> like it's like it's like now now I'm never gonna be comfortable. Right. Oh, right. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I gotta catch a flight or whatever, I'm always gonna have to fucking double check and triple check sure. and because it's I've been so it's that's. That's everyone's alarm clock now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You rely on it for, for to tell yeah. you what time it is. So now I give Jeff Tate a pass because he's touring and his phone is in the wrong time zone. I don't give the jerks a pass who call me at the In-N-Out Burger five minutes before we're supposed to record asking me if I want anything. That's the kind of shit <laughs> I deal with. Meanwhile, well, my, baby, my babysitter's ticking another hour. So <laughs> I did call the... Uh, I did hit up Starbucks because I figured if I was going to be late, the least I could be was awake. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. So listen, man, I, I know you're super busy. I know you're doing Never Not Funny while you're in town and tell Jimmy you said hi and uh he's a good friend of the show, he's a good friend of mine. Um what else you got going on? You heading out on the road soon? Yeah, yeah. I got uh Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. Oh yeah. Uh next weekend. All right. Twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty of April. All right. I go to Canada for the first time as a comic. Oh yeah. Nice. Where are you going, yucks? Yuck, yuck, yucks? No clubs, man. No clubs? I'm awesome. doing a one night in Toronto, May 2nd, and one night in Montreal on May 3rd. Mm-hmm. I'm very fucking jazzed about that. Awesome. I just got a passport like six <laughs> or seven months ago. I never <laughs> had one. Yeah. And I went to, the only other time I've been out of the country was I went to Toronto with the girl I ended up marrying and then divorcing mm-hmm. in August of 2001. Like the very last time you could go to Canada without a passport. Oh right, yes, yes. And yeah, and now I get now I finally get to go. Do you have any DUIs? No. Okay, you're good. No clean record for good. all the shit I did. I've never, uh, I've never even been cuffed. Really? And I've done a lot of shit. Wow, I've that's gotten crazy. Like I, I think even that, Squeaky Boy Clean over here has been cuffed more times than he wants to talk about. I get cuffed <laughs> on a weekly basis. Yeah. Well, yeah, not by cops, but. Oh hey, buddy. Hey, yo, we got that out right there. I'll go, totally go. do that. I just found out about weird sex. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just clued me into that. You could do that? No, I know. I was raised very religious and I learned about sex from a James Dobson cassette tape series. <laughs> which means I did not uh learn about sex ever. And my my ex wife was raised very Catholic. So oh my God. we had a lot of face to face, boring, chore like fucking <laughs> right? Where it would just sort of be like, You good? Yeah, I'm good too. I guess you know. <laughs> I learned. We'll I, meet back here in a week. Yeah. <laughs> I learned sex from my high uh, my high school my uh, Sunday school teacher when I was in like eighth grade, where I already knew about sex, 
and he would say, uh, <laughs> he would, he would like stumble. At first I was excited. Then it was like, he would say, oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then he would like mispronounce words and we'd have to correct them. Right. So yeah. The clitoris. Yes. The, va- the Vestephorons. Anyway, you and I had very similar, uh, uh, very similar. Well, I feel like we should do another one of these podcasts sometime. For sure, man. Let's do it. Absolutely. Uh, this was very fun. I'm sorry it took me so long. Oh, no to problem, get man. here today, I'm sorry it took so long to do this in the first place. Ah, uh, no problem. I'm, you're super busy, and I'm glad you came out. John, thanks for sitting in. It's always a pleasure to see you, man. Always. All right, dude. Uh, that's it. At Murray V on Twitter. Thanks for listening. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great at bachelorette. <laughs> Drunks in the front making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.